2: Now, the very funny Mario Rosenstock is once again embarking on a nationwide tour where special guests will be anyone from Marty Morrissey, the President Michael D. Higgins, Michael Flatley to the lovely Miriam O'Callaghan and everybody in between. Uh, four of the dates actually includes the Cork Opera House and I'm delighted to say Mario Rosenstock has taken time out uh, to join us uh, ahead of his nationwide uh, tour. Good afternoon to you, Mario. Hi
3: Patricia, how are you? And thanks a million for having me well, on again. Listen, it's, uh, why it, do you, why it's do you, great. Why do you always have me on the phone though? I'd love to come down and actually see you in person. Well, do you the know, fella, your your competitor always has me on in person. Well, We're delighted yeah, to be joined now and, by Mario Rosenstock.
2: And I did hear you recently <laughs> on with a certain competitor, and I heard a, and I got slagged off, and I heard it.
3: You got slagged <laughs> off
2: by you. Oh, did we, I slag you, you off? Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I just, it's
3: all, in, all in affection, Patricia. Can I, I just on, say, shouldn't.
2: I felt so proud that I got name checked by you. I was thrilled. I was secretly well, he thrilled. Was
3: absolute, well, he was absolutely raging, Patricia. He gave me, he admonished me at the gym afterwards where he was lifting exceptional amounts of weights in the gym and he admonished me afterwards for even mentioning your name, you know.
2: <laughs> this is your first <laughs> tour back uh, since uh, COVID. So it's about three years. Is there a nervousness about getting back out on the road?
3: Um, not so much, Patricia, because um, I was actually I came out last year in 22. So um, that was where the real nervousness was, because I had a, my tour was canceled from 2020. I was actually on stage on the night that the whole that Leo came out and went, uh, OK, everybody, I'm in Washington, but now everybody hide under their beds. There's a virus coming. So um, that, that was 2020 and I was hauled off stage and I, off stage for two years. But then I revived the show. Uh, it was the greatest hit show in 2022. And this show I'm a bit nervous about though because it's all brand new and I can't wait for people to see it.
2: OK, and, and obviously there's a lot out there that you can, you, you can play on. I mean, poor old, we've been discussing this all morning on the programme. We've got a divide in our listeners from people saying poor Pascal to others saying, oh, he deserves everything he's, he's getting. Have you any understanding what's happening with poor Pascal and his posters?
3: Well, Patricia, may I say I am a huge fan of your show and everybody on C103. John Paul was very respectful to me on the phone, off air, may I say and he did offer his services regarding putting up posters for me in the next election. (laughs) Now, I now, thank you. And I know he volunteered you as well. And I can see you up a pole with me now, uh, Mrs. Messenger. I can see you up that pole. And it's fascinating items you have been doing on the show all morning, particularly the obstacle courses with the to the Siakana and the fitness test and the PCTs and the shuttle runs. And may I say, good luck to everybody in Shan Ballymore bingo this evening. I will be participating myself. And hopefully I don't win any money because that may be regarded As a donation Now To answer your specific question Miss Messenger I am the best boy in class As you know And so I am outraged That they would think I am capable of any form of corruption I dot my eyes. I cross my T's and I always open the doors for ladies like yourself, exceptionally well-groomed ladies with lovely short hair. But unfortunately, I seem to have caught the virus. That virus, not the aforementioned COVID virus, I am, of course, referring to Isis Whose exposure to same disease, phenafilers, can sustain a period of time where you will be open to sustained thickness and symptoms, including taking donations from businessmen and then telling Sibs in Doll Aaron about these said donations. So to answer your question um, um, Miss Messenger uh, I am grateful and gratified that most of your listeners are on my side. They know it was only a small amount of money and thank you to everybody in Cork and on C103 (laughs) for your vote and for being so cooperative and supportive of Pascal. Now if you want to hear more tune in to the Doll and Aroxys TV today at 4. Four o'clock where Mario Rosenstock will be appearing in my stead to tell you what happened is that good <laughs> and, enough for you Victoria and, uh, and,
2: uh, and you know something That's, he he runs down the clock when he knows he's got five minutes he'll keep going and he'll keep well, going
3: do you know what I, f- I found him I f- I've met him a couple of times by accident because I walk into him in, 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 in news studios and um, he kills you with kindness when he sees you. So he sees me and he goes, oh, Mario
2: Rosenstock, I love your sketches so much. And he, he's already charmed you by the time he's met
3: you, do you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> because, but that's the one thing for somebody, I mean, I always associate Pascal Donohu uh, with you. Uh, he's, he's one of the ones that always comes to mind. And um, you my know, with, Yeah, within political life, there must be people that when, when they decide to retire, you go, oh, I mean, Joe, when Joan Barton retired, I said, oh no, Mario, you're going to lose Joan. I mean, you, Joan was somebody you loved doing. Can I just say, <laughs> I am absolutely disgusted that you said I retired. <laughs>
4: I never retire. I am forming a gang group with Heather
2: Humphreys and Patricia Messenger. We're going to be called the Three Degrees of Misery. <laughs> Do, do, do your Joan, ha- I remember, I remember,
3: my, I remember, remember Joan again. I I have the unfortunate um, happenstance that I have to meet some of these people, and I remember again getting into a lift, and I remember the lift closing, and I remember the stiletto coming through the lift, and mm. I remember it was Joan Burton, and she's six foot one in high heels, and she's looking down at me, and we stared at each other for about five seconds. The lift opened, she got out, and just before she got around, she rounded on me, and she went.
4: You can't do me.
2: You're very good at Willie O'Dee, but you can't do me. <laughs> 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 because, I uh, I, I mean, I take it, you know, n- nobody takes umbrage, do they, to to what you do? Or do they?
3: They do. They do. do. Um, I mean, God bless them. I happen to know, from, um, I mean, he's down, down in your ways, but I happen to know that uh, Michael Flatley doesn't really like what I do. Oh. Um, and... Uh, Daniel O'Donnell He denies this But I think he tried To run me over ah. I saw his dead eye- I thought I thought He was driving a Volvo And I saw his dead eyes Staring at me As he tried to run over My feet in Lear Street <laughs> And I saw him As he went by His dead doll Shark's eyes Staring at me As he tried to run me over The whites um, of his eyes I the his, the white deads of his eyes.
4: But um, Ma- Miriam, but, but no, most, more,
2: yeah. most
3: of most of all, most of all, people are taken in good stead.
2: Yeah, because I, I I worked with, um, had the pleasure of working with Miriam McCallaghan um, last year, and I I mentioned you to her, and she had a big smile on on her face and said he's such a nice guy.
3: Well, I've got her right beside me here, and I oh. want her to because uh, you did a gig with her. I book, did, not you? Yeah. Oh, well, I have her here. She's no, she wants to talk to you about
4: that. Oh, Miriam. does she? Miriam. Oh,
2: hi, Miriam. Hi, Patricia. I'm- oh my
4: God, genuinely excited to talk to you. You know, I remember that gig and you were amazing at that gig, Patricia. You know, before I came down to do that gig in Cork, I made breakfast for the eight kids. Um, I drove them all to school and university and two of them to jobs. I came back. I did a three way interview with Emmanuel Macron, Ursula van der Leyen, and Rishi Sunak. I collected the kids from school. I brought them to volleyball, hockey, swimming, trampolining, gymnastics, and ice skating. I came home. I rewired the house. I made (laughs) dinner for the eight kids. I drove down to Cork, threw on a bit of lippy and a pink dress, and there you were waiting for me. It was a fantastic night, and thank you so much.
2: Oh, God. Do you you know something, Mario? That's not far from the truth. that particular night she was in the room next to me we had uh, not adjoining bedrooms but we were both staying in the, same ho- in the hotel in uh, the bedrooms beside each other and she said to me will you knock when we're, when we're going down when it's time to go down oh, of course I will so I knocked on the door and I literally went in and she was on the phone and she was talking to somebody from Primetime and one of her kids was on hold and she was she, li- <laughs> she, she literally is very busy she's, a, she's oh a very, she is
3: brilliant but watch. you know what I mean I've I've, I've I've met her a couple of times as well and I always like to mention the people I meet because people kind of get a kick out of hearing how I might have thought of them, so I met her out in a restaurant once, and I must say I was extremely impressed. Again, a very tall lady, um, but um, she has what I would call the Clintonian factor. Bill Clinton. She has that real. She really has a genuine charisma, yeah. and it's the kind of when you're talking to her in a room, she does that thing with her eyes. She fastens her eyes on you and you alone, and she makes you think you're the only person in the room. And it's a really, really special quality that some people have. You can kind of go, you just get really caught up with them. And she's she's a lovely, lovely woman.
2: She's gorgeous. Yeah, um, she is, and she's, she is. Ve- and when and I, she's whenever very. Whenever tall. I do her on telly,
3: whenever I do her on telly, I get these. Well, sometimes I get these very long texts from her, <laughs> and the texts again are kind of. I sort of read them in her voice and the texts were going
4: just saw you on Tally. oh my god you're incredible you're such a genius how do you come up with all that
3: stuff but the tone of what she's saying I always get the feeling that she's going that's just stop doing me will you for god's sake <laughs> and,
2: and, and actually can I just say and and uh, we're keeping it nice and light I saw you on Tommy Tiernan on uh yeah. Saturday night you were excellent and, and I think you've hit on something because I was watching Aww. social media stuff as well and that we're all in some way a little bit damaged by our upbringings and the dynamics in families and, and you're right about everybody seems to think that every other family are the Waltons and it's only our family have got like skeletons we all have skeletons and you're right it's something we need to talk about and address
3: yeah patricia i'm 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 no i have no no problem with you bringing up that at all and i was delighted that it got it out there i I, in the past i've talked in other sort of fora about this and i mean basically i grew up in a very dysfunctional family there was a fair bit of violence um there was a lot of emotional um violence and i kind of thought i was a freak growing up and that when when my friends went behind their closed doors Uh, that they went back to warm fires and dinners on the table and mummy and daddy hugging in the corner and everybody cooperating. And really it wasn't the truth. As I grew older, I realized that a lot of other people had issues in their families. But what, what, when I came out with that, with, with Tommy, I, I, I did so with confidence because I don't feel weird about it anymore. I feel okay about it. I feel okay to share it with people because I feel it can make you stronger to be vulnerable about that and to admit that you've a little bit of damage because of of of, of your family background. And my God, um, Patricia, since I did the interview with Tommy on, I'd say I have 800 to 1000 messages from people who are telling me that they feel as if they've now been sort of seen yeah. and that they've now been they they, they feel um, that we're all together on this because, you see, one of the progresses we've made in Ireland over the last particularly 10, 20 years is the ability to talk about stuff i mean sometimes you're blue in the face hearing fellas on the radio going on about mental health let's talk about mental health but the fact is that mental health um is is being talked about and is not a taboo subject anymore similarly miscarriage is a subject which people used not to talk about at all and now people openly talk about miscarriage and it is something that people can share together but one of the things that i think people don't talk about is the damage that is inherent and inflicted on you in a dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily mean abuse or sexual abuse or violence i mean estrangement people who a mother who hasn't talked to her son in 20 years a father who hasn't talked to his son in 10 years a brother who hasn't talked to another brother because the brother went off and got married and became estranged for 10 years these are really really sad events in people's life which leave damage and for us to come out and go yeah you know I, didn't, I haven't talked to my mum in 10 years. I don't know why. It's just not great. We had a little falling out and then there's a, there's a kind of a hole between us or something. Um, I think that's OK to talk about it. It well, doesn't don't, mean you're a freak.
2: Well, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And I think the more we talk about it, the more healing and people then can get on with their lives. Because the worst thing you can do is hold on to all of that within you and then it eats you away and then it, you just keep the cycle going.
3: That's it and me, my wife said to me the other day she said you know you've booked that trend and i kind of went what She said well you now are a father who adores your children and hopefully you adore me she said uh and particularly when i'm doing jose Mourinho's accent <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so so i i have booked the trend yeah, because I, I kind of all my life my se- one, i think all my life one of my secret ambitions was i'm going to work hard at being good at listening and good at li- and 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 good at loving my family. Well
2: done. well done, um, Well done. Yeah, that's
3: all. And and back
2: yeah. to and just back on uh, Tommy Tiernan the couple of yeah. weeks previously Tommy Tiernan had what was oh God it was a tough interview. Did you see the one with Roy Keane?
3: I saw the one with Roy Keane. I'd loved I mean I I I, I you know so Roy Keane, I'd just love to hear what he was thinking about, what he what, what he thought about that interview, because yeah. I could only think he would think something like this. You know, I have to say, I was disappointed with the lad at the end of the day. You know, he didn't seem to be
4: prepared. You know, he didn't even seem to know I was coming on. It was like it was like a total surprise to him at the end of the day. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, "Do your job, ask a question. It's your job." And he says, "How'd you meet the wife? How'd you meet the wife?" I've had better questions from me taxi driver at the end of the day. Anton Deck would have done a better job. I mean, you go to Cork, you take the top players, you know, you talk to the likes of Messenger. She's all over you like a rash, you know. You're going to get probed. She's going to stick the probe in because she's prepared. Fail to prepare, prepared to fail at the end of the day. Messenger knows that. Messenger gets stuck in.
3: I was disappointed with the lad, to be fair. I think that's what
2: he saying. <laughs> well done, well done OK, so your, your tour is starting <laughs> at the end of February and you're coming to us on the 8th, 9th, 10th and 11th of March You have four nights in the Opera House
3: Well, Mario Rosenstock has been gracing Cork with his presence for a long time now and he's coming to Cork on the 8th, 9th, 10th and 11th but you know what, he's also going to the INEC in Kerry on the 17th of March which, as you know, is Patrick's Day, Day. Um, And I'm also going to uh, the UCH in Limerick on two different nights as well. But check out Ticketmaster for details.
2: Okay, listen, it's a pleasure as always, uh, Mario. Loved every minute of My my... mum calls me Marsh. And I can see lots of people saying how fantastic. Love Mario Rosenstock. Brilliant to have him on. And just what Jim says, I think Pascal uh, could send Mario Rosenstock in instead of him today (laughs) to take the heat in the doll. Mario has some uh, talent. Listen, thank you for that. Pleasure as always. And we will have you live in studio one of these days I right know listen the next time let's make it a date I'd Please love to do. come
3: into your studios and okay them. look
2: after yourself take care the wonderful right. Mario and right. stuff